Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, hosted by me, Lexi D'Angelo, industry rule breaker, seven-figure moneymaker, and founder and head witch of the Taboo Institute. WTF is the taboo, you ask? It's the vortex of transformation that is experienced when people claim the magic of the taboo, woo, and Y-O-U. It's a way of being that invites you to question the status quo and dismantle the outdated hierarchical paradigms and structures that have been sucking your soul, and instead, follow the signs of your turn on and true knowing to create fulfilling and sustainable success your way, AKA without ever sacrificing your purpose, passions, and priorities in the process. After all, I'm a firm believer that true transformation happens when you're able to unapologetically claim and express your fullest, most multidimensional self. It's time to ditch the norm, embrace the provocative, and reach next levels of impact and income by invoking the tableau. Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome to day one of the Claim Your Standout and Sold Out Identity Workshop Series. So we are having a little bit of technical difficulties. We're supposed to be streaming live inside the Facebook group, but it's not letting us do that. So we are live on our Facebook page and we are going to be streaming it into the group right now. So just bear with me as I go ahead and share this into our group. So if you're not a part of our group yet, it is the Taboo with Lexi D'Angelo. It's totally free to come and join us. So please do so now. All right, we should be good to go. I'm gonna make sure everybody can see and hear me because we have so much goodness to cover over this next hour or so. All right, let's just make sure that I'm going live. Do, do, do. If you can see me, if you can hear me, please let me know in the comments because I'm not seeing myself pop up just yet, but it's saying I'm live. So just give me an emoji, a hello. Let me know what you're most looking forward to inside of this workshop series so I can get a notification that lets me know that we are running. Okay, I'm here. I see it. All right, it's gonna, let me turn this down. Awesome, okay. V is here, Ashley's here, Katie's here, amazing. Okay, perfect, we're doing it. Oh, don't you love tech gremlins? <laughs> They're always fun. Awesome, okay, perfect. I'm so, so stoked that this is now working and we are good to go. All right, so for those of you who have been waiting for this workshop series to start, I just wanna say thank you so much for saying yes, for investing your time and your energy into this. We have a lot to dive into over these next three days. So this is a three-part workshop series, and today is day one, which is all about the key elements of a standout and sold-out practitioner. So we're gonna be talking all about what these key ingredients and elements are and how you can start to weave them into your own coaching practice. Then day two, which is tomorrow, every single day, it's happening at 2 p.m. Eastern, is zone in on your zone of magic. So this is all about owning your unique magic and how you can really create this distinct brew that makes you Y-O-U. So really just truly soul aligned and so irresistible to your spoon worthy clients. That's going to be really juicy as well. 
So then day three is like our grand finale. And this is a demo experience of the four realms of magic and mastery. So we'll be talking about what those are today a little bit if you haven't heard this term before. But if you've been in our world for a bit now, you're probably quite familiar with that term. But in this last session, it's going to be myself and two of our master transformation guides inside of the Taboo Institute. And we are doing a coaching demo call. So we're going to be selecting a few people to be in the magic seat and go through a demo coaching session so we can show you what it's like to really be coached and guided with the taboo techniques and tools. And we'll also be breaking down why we chose those certain modalities, our process behind it, so you can really get in on the method behind the magic, so to speak. Let's see, Jude's here, hello, Niche, Katie, Jess, Alessandra, awesome, woohoo, I love seeing you all here, amazing. So without further ado, let's dive into day one. <sighs> All right. So being this standout and sold out practitioner, these key elements, I'm curious to hear before I go into all of this right now, how are you currently feeling when it comes to being a standout and sold out practitioner? So when I say standout, what I'm referring to is like really feeling this just next level mastery in your craft and feeling like you are the best of the best at what you do. And knowing that you are able to competently and confidently facilitate miracle style results and transformation that is deep, immediate and lasting. Now, when I say sold out, I mean, people are literally knocking down your door to work with you. Maybe you are completely booked out. Maybe you have a waiting list. Maybe you are just, you know, killing it with your impact and your income. So that's what I mean by standout and sold out. So on a scale of one to 10, one being like, oh my God, I am so freaking embarrassed by my coaching skills. I feel incompetent in my craft. Like I do not know how to even start guiding someone in a session. That would be a one. And then 10 would be, I know I'm the best of the best at what I do. And literally my results speak for themselves. The results that I facilitate my clients speak for themselves. That would be a 10 on the standout scale. And then a one on the sold out scale would be like, I have never sold anything or I haven't been able to um, get any, you know, interested um, clients or prospective clients at all. And 10 would be, I am sold out. I am booked out. I am charging the prices that I want to be charging. And um, my swoon worthy clients are just raving from the rooftops about me. So I'm curious, what's the standout score and what's the uh, sold out score? Let's see, I'll try to stay until the end, but it's 4 a.m. here. Hey, do what you gotta do, there's gonna be a replay, so don't worry. Uh, Catherine says, I'm totally not feeling that right now. Okay, yeah, so maybe she's not feeling stand out or sold out. Getting there, we're focusing on what I can improve, that's me. So Katie says a six, let me know which one. So a six for stand out, and what's the one for sold out? I'm seeing a six, a two, four on the standout scale, and probably a three on the sold out. One, four, and two, LOL. I'm still in the works of creating what I want to do with my practice. Standout seven, sold out four. Awesome. Ha ha ha. I'm like a two for a standout, a three for sold out, mostly because of prices. Excited to ramp up to a 10 in the coming months. Yes. 
I'm good at what I do, but just barely making it with word of mouth client referrals. I need more clients. Stand out six out of 10, sold out two. Sold out one, one to two for both. I'm just beginning, sold out two. Okay, cool. It's really helpful to hear where you're all at. Five for stand out, two for sold out. Cool, cool, cool. Um, let me first start by saying I was probably a zero on both of these when I first started my coaching journey, which was, oh my God, how long ago was that now? Seven or eight years ago? I think it was eight years ago now, maybe even more. So <laughs> I was not a born natural coach. I didn't come out of the womb being like, this is my jam. This is, you know, what I'm just so naturally gifted at. I was honestly pretty awkward and terrible at coaching at first. Um, <laughs> I, oh gosh, I just remember when I first started out, I was actually terrified of getting clients because I was like, I don't know what the hell I would do with them if they were to come and work with me. So I was blocking myself even from the start because I had this like deep belief that I would totally suck. I would not be able to guide my clients through transformation. And so I kind of was like, trying to sell, but there was a real lack of confidence and uh, congruity because I didn't have that confidence at all. I didn't have the skills in my coaching craft. Hard to believe. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. I, I don't, I don't take that lightly at all because truly I cannot tell you how nervous and anxious and sweaty and like, how the fuck am I going to do this? I felt on my very first coaching calls and honestly was probably not qualified at all to be a coach from the start, but you know, took that leap of faith anyway. And so I was honestly really frustrated by this enigma of the coaching world. And I felt like I didn't know how to crack the code. Like I took a couple of programs here and there and courses and even was in, you know, this like kind of general certification, but it still like wasn't working. Like I just felt, I felt like a fraud to be completely honest when I, I, I signed clients and then I was working with them and like, yes, I got some results, but I just knew that it could be so much better. And I was like, who am I to do this? Like, uh-uh. So then for a little bit, I went just the business coaching route and doing more marketing and strategy stuff um, and really just going heavy into that alone because I thought, you know what, this is easier. This is more straightforward. This is linear. This is what sells, et cetera. Ultimately, I personally didn't feel like this was rewarding for me and it wasn't where the true transformation was, but um. I was really scared to jump back into like that deeper dive transformational coaching work because it just felt like so far out of reach for me. So if you're feeling that way, whew, I just want to say, I so understand you. Let me see the comments here. Yes, man, it's been a journey. This is speaking to me so much. It's how I feel. Lack of confidence. I resonate. I feel like I'm a natural to a degree at coaching as everyone comes to me for guidance. I'm just not sure how to transfer that into a business. Okay. Yes, totally. So interestingly enough, I was definitely like the go-to person out of my group of friends where people would come to me and ask for support and ask for guidance. And that is important. There's a very, very important element of space holding and being able to be that trusted source for people for sure, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. And there's more to it. 
So there's more to just like giving advice or holding space. And um, when you can combine all the elements that we're going to talk about today, that's where the real power is. I still feel, even though I have a lot of knowledge slash modalities, I think my deep beliefs are still not aligned. Yep, totally. So then I got to a point too, where I was collecting all these modalities, all these tools and techniques thinking like, oh, this next one is going to be the one or like, this is going to be the thing. And they were all great and unique in their own way, but it wasn't like the one modality or the one tool that made, made me or, you know, broke me, so to speak. I came to realize that it was actually like weaving them all together in a very unique way and also following a very specific process for mastery that helped me click things into place. So the reason I struggled with coaching and in the deeper transformational coaching for so long is I was only looking at a couple of the pieces of this standout and sold out practitioner puzzle. And I could see how like some fit together, but I was at a loss of where these remaining pieces were, how to find them, how to put them together, et cetera. So when it finally clicked for me, I was like, holy shit, if this is clicking for me, this is going to click for other people. Because again, like this didn't come naturally to me. I really had to work hard to be a masterful coach. And so now it's my mission to help anyone and everyone who desires to be this masterful coach, whether they feel like they're innately gifted at it or not to be the best of the best out there to be this standout and sold out practitioner who competently and confidently facilitates miracle style results that stand out and sell out. So if that's what you're looking for, I've got you covered because again, been there, done that. It's so fucking frustrating when you have this deep calling and passion to serve in a certain way, but you are writing yourself off because you don't feel like you innately have these skills. And again, even if you do innately have some of these skills, there's a lot of learning and a lot of crafting that's required. So even if somebody is naturally athletic or naturally very creative or artistic, it doesn't mean that they're not also honing their craft, that they're not also really taking the time to play with different tools and play, uh, you know, practice different skills and exercises and, you know, get coaching and this and that to become a true master and the best of the best. So even those who are naturally inclined still need to do some work along the way too. Let's see. I'm feeling so represented right now. I'm loving all the hearts and all the shares. It's so much fun when you're all engaging. So <laughs> thank you for commenting and being part of the conversation. Thank you for sharing this. Such a powerful confirmation. I'm in the right place. Yes. I keep telling myself one more class, one more book and I'll click. I feel like I've paralyzed myself with needing more info to be taken seriously with clients. And then she's someone else said, I relate to this so hard. I get it. I was the information queen and I love learning. I'm such a freaking nerd. I've, you know, I've always been that, like that geeky person who just like really gets these brain gasms from learning new tools and techniques and theories. And I can just go down the rabbit hole. And that's a part of the process, but that is only a sliver of it. So we're going to get to this, but let's go back to this, this uh, essence of being a standout and sold out practitioner. So this hinges on three important things. The first is multidimensionality. The second is mastery. And the third is magic. So let's start with multidimensionality. Multidimensionality requires that you're not a one trick pony, 
but instead a multifaceted, dynamic unicorn who possesses a multimodality transformation cauldron. Because what this does is it ensures that you're able to support yourself and your clients with whatever is coming up. So let me know how many of you here are actually multi-passionate people, multi-passionate souls, entrepreneurs, just humans in general, because this is me personally. I felt very pigeonholed in the industry when people were like, you got to niche down. You have to become like the master of one thing. Cause I was like, shit, like, I feel like I'm sort of that Jill of all trades, but that's seen as like a bad thing. And so I blamed and shamed and shunned myself for this part of me for so long. But what I ultimately realized is that, oh, actually being multi-passionate, being multifaceted, being multidimensional is such a freaking asset and really allows for this holistic approach and the ability to um, hold space for whatever is coming your way and your client's way. Let's see. It's so hard to choose just one thing. Yep, totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. Nerd gal here. My Venus and Gemini is like Alice in Wonderland. I want to ask all the questions and know all the things. Same. I get that. Uh, yep. 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 100%. I'm definitely multi-passionate. <laughs> We're seeing nauseous faces at the word niche. <laughs> yes. I have so many passions and things I enjoy. So picking one niche has been tough for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And me too. Me too, but honestly, it's that multidimensionality that has made me the coach that I am, the human that I am, the leader that I am, and that has ultimately allowed for the business model that we've created inside of the Taboo Institute and for the program offering that we have and this next level of transformation that's been possible for our students. So it's so, so important that we're looking at this multidimensionality aspect, which I'll go into more in a second. So then the second piece of this here is mastery. So this entails being adept at your craft and really committing to the process of becoming a master. Commitment and devotion can sometimes feel, you know, a little scary for some people. Hi, that's me. <laughs> I was definitely the type of person who liked to like flip from thing to thing because of that multi-passionate nature. And going deep and committing to something kind of felt like soul crushing in some ways, but there's a way to approach mastery and a way to um, become a master that gets to be your own. And it doesn't have to look and feel the same way for everybody, but you do need to commit to your craft. You do need to devote your time, your energy, and Hey, even your money to get the results that you're looking for, to really embody that masterful practitioner that you want to step into. So I was missing some of the crucial pieces of mastery that we'll talk about in a moment as well. Yes, yes, okay, I'm loving this. And then the last one here is magic. So magic means you're able to recognize the innate unique power of yourself. You're able to see your potent power and honor that of others as well. So there's kind of this, I, I see myself and I see you and my magic is not better than yours. Your magic is not better than mine. It's just different. And there's this honoring of there doesn't have to be like this one way to do things. And it's really, um, yeah, about kind of seeing it all. 
Also, magic is not something that is outside of yourself. It is already inside of each of us. It is just inherent and it connects all of us. So it's within and without, personal and universal. And so when we are able to honor what also lies beyond our limited human senses and trust in the unseen, in the infinite mystery that surrounds us, there becomes like this surrender that takes place as well. And we can tap into these ley lines that allow us to transcend time and space. So yes, strategy is important. Structures are important and all that, but magic is also important as well. So we'll speak more tomorrow about claiming, cultivating, and casting your unique magic into the world. So I'm not going to go too much deeper into that today because we'll reserve that for tomorrow. But today, what I want to continue to go into is both multidimensionality and mastery. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Everyone's following. Everyone's doing well. Perfect. So the first piece here, again, going back to this idea of multidimensionality, when you are just a mindset coach, when you are just a spiritual coach, when you are just like one type of coach, yes, you can enact a lot of change and having that niche does work well for some people. And that's great. If that resonates with you, if that feels aligned with you, awesome. Keep going. However, if you are wanting to kind of dabble in it all and beyond dabble, I should say like dive into it all, then this is this is for you because when i first started coaching i pretty much was coaching with techniques around like conscious change and helping people um like on a very surface level like address their mindset and and you know kind of like the basic coaching light kind of tools and it was good i helped people be able to transform and get results but there was only so far i could take people and guide people because I didn't have the skill set of a multidimensional coach. I only kind of had that one trick pony thing. And so if someone came to me with something that was like deeply personal and emotional, I was kind of like, like, I don't, I don't know how to go there. Um, Sure. I can go there as a human and empathize, but like, that's kind of it. Or if someone was looking to do like really deep identity change work, didn't really want to go there. And if people wanted to go into these like esoteric uh, magical realms of spirituality, like, yeah, I had some idea of how to speak the speak and talk the talk, but I didn't have these tools and these practices to really help people cultivate their connection to soul and source and self on the next level. And when people came to me with things that mindset just couldn't fix, I didn't know how to look at the somatic realm and to see, okay, well, how do I support them with their nervous system regulation? And are they in their window of tolerance or not? And like, like, how do I give them tools and techniques and practices to be able to be in their window of tolerance so they can actually experience transformation? So all this to say, like, I could help people, but only to a certain extent. And so it became abundantly clear to me that I really needed to create this multidimensional transformation cauldron. And so even if you do want to be a mindset coach, or even if you do want to be just a spiritual coach, like that's cool. 
And wouldn't it be helpful to know how to guide someone through the deeper emotions they're experiencing, like if you need to, or wouldn't it be helpful to guide them through somatic practices and experiences and tools if that's what they needed? So it's not that you necessarily have to lead with that. It's that you're equipped to deal with it and you know how to handle whatever situation is coming up so you can do your clients the highest level of service. So that's really, really important. To a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. Is this landing? Let me know if, if what I'm saying is making sense or not here. Just want to make sure everyone's following with what I'm with what I'm putting down so far. So where I'm going with this is that in order to facilitate immediate, deep and lasting change, you have to have expertise in the four realms of magic and mastery, aka possess this multidimensional transformation cauldron that can support yourself and your clients with whatever is coming up. Anything else is honestly surface level and incomplete. So this is why if you've seen our you know, latest announcements about the revamp of the taboo certification, our students are going to be required to take one course within each of the four realms to really create this multidimensionality. So in case you haven't heard about the four realms before, I'll quickly go over them because I know some of you have already heard about the realms like a gazillion times, but the first realm is wind and chaos. And this is where the mental and mindset work takes place. So this is where you're utilizing tools and techniques that dive into conscious and subconscious recoding or also what's known as top-down healing. So again, this is great, but alone, it's not enough. Then flame and expression is the energetic and identity realm. So this gives you tools and techniques and practices to help you explore the essence of who you are as a unique individual, how to unapologetically express yourself and your truth, and also how to support your clients in doing the same. So if you're not familiar with the logical levels of change, it's basically this pyramid that talks about where uh, change stems from. And unfortunately, a lot of people think that change stems from your behaviors or your environment, but that's at the, the very bottom level. At one of the highest levels is identity. And when you can shift your identity and embody the most aligned version of you, the version of you who already has the thing that you desire most, that's when everything else has this trickle down effect and gets um, affected in the process. So being able to do the deeper identity work is huge. Then there's mist in depths, and this is the spiritual and emotional realm. So these are, or this is where you're going to learn tools and techniques to support you with tapping into your intuition and knowing beyond those limited human senses, and also just developing this next level trust and magic and mystery and supporting your clients with doing the same. This is also about really having tools for your own emotional regulation, also about having emotional intelligence and knowing how to support the emotions that are coming through for your clients. And then lastly is matter and knowing, and this is the physical and somatic realm. So this is about having tools and techniques that go beyond cognitive approaches that return to a deep connection to the body to experience bottom up healing because... If you didn't know this, what happens when we are dysregulated, which means we're outside of this window of tolerance, 
The first thing that goes is our cognitive functioning. So our ability to reason, to think rationally, to see like infinite possibilities goes out the window. So that means we can't like think our way through something. We can't use mindset to support us. And we actually have to return to the somatic and and body level. And when we work with our body, which is also where, you know, trauma and pain and all these things can be stored in the cells of our body, that's another way to facilitate transformation and healing. And so when we take all of these together, wind and chaos, which is the mental and mindset realm, flame and expression, which is the energetic and identity realm, mist and depths, which is the spiritual and emotional realm, and matter and knowing, which is the physical and somatic realm, we blend those all together. And we have a wide set of tools where we can go deep into each of these realms, then we can help our clients with anything that comes up. And it is such a freaking game changer. Let's see. Curious, do you find that these four realms correlate with individual with an individual's Western astrology elements? Yeah, it's a good question. For some people, it absolutely does. Um, we haven't done like a deep dive study or correlation to see that, but could be. Uh, let's see. Amber says, I got wind as my primary, but I'm flame in basically everything else. So is that in like your astrology elements? Let me know if that's what you mean. But yeah, so if, if some of you are like, what are you talking about? How do you know what you are? There is a realms quiz. So if you go to lexidangelo.com forward slash quiz, you can see what your realm coding is and which one is your primary realm, your secondary realm, your tertiary realm, and your forgotten realm. And the unique combination of this also creates what we call a taboo type. And this is like a unique archetypal essence that um, is unique to you and also helps you really figure out how you can create a super personalized and aligned business model and um, marketing strategies, et cetera. So there's a lot of juicy goodness in the quiz. It's totally free and the results give you um, so much to work with when it comes to your taboo type. So definitely check that out. Okay. So I'm curious to hear too, for those of you who are here right now, what do you feel like? So not from like the quiz results that you got, it could be aligned with the quiz results you got if you took the quiz, but which realm do you feel most confident in currently as a coach or a practitioner? So I'll pop them in the comment. Oh, can I do that? You know what? Let me see if I can try to do that. So wind and chaos equals mindset and mental Uh, flame and expression. Ah, (laughs) it's not letting me type fast enough. All right. I'm usually a fast typer, but now that I'm multitasking, I think it's difficult. Flame expression is the energetic and identity realm. Which one, so yeah, which one do you feel most proficient in and which one do you feel like there's the most room for growth? Or do you feel like you're balanced between all of them? I'm definitely curious to hear. So let me know in the comments and then we're gonna keep going. I'm just pasting. All right, there we go. And then the last one here, matter and knowing. 
Thanks for bearing with me as I'm typing this. All right. Let's see. Do, do, do. When in chaos, you're most comfortable in. Okay. Flame. Wind and chaos is what came up on the quiz. NLP master practitioner here. That makes sense. NLP is very much in the wind and chaos mental and mindset realm. Uh-huh. Mist and daps for sure. Yep. People are so open to exploring their shadow selves with when with me. Nice. Um, we actually do shadow work more in the flame and expression one, although some of it can definitely seep into mist and depths. And the reason is shadow work is very tied to like our identity, which correlates with flame and expression, but obviously mist and depths, there's like deep transformation taking place there. So I get that. I need matter knowing I'm live in the misty wind realms. <laughs> okay. Or, or you live in the misty world. Yeah, totally get that. Ashley says mist and depths of my strength matter knowing is probably where I have the room for most growth. Winning chaos. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. I love hearing all this. I feel like I'm totally in alignment with flamey wind coaching. Yep. And so here's the thing. Um, Mr. Depths is strong as I feel pretty balanced. Cool. The thing is, it's not bad or wrong to lead with a certain one or have a couple that you're comfortable with. The purpose of the multidimensionality is to create competency and confidence in all of them. So you can still lead with a certain one, but you're also able to dive into each one as needed. Um, and what I love seeing too, is that we have so many students who come through the certification who started out as wind and chaos is like their primary skill set and toolkit. And now Mist and Death, which was like their complete forgotten realm, is their number one because they've taken so much time to in intentionality to really cultivate the skills and their mastery in that realm. And now they're like, oh my God, like I actually love this. I was most afraid of this realm, but there's so much magic here for me. And now I feel proficient in all of them, which has just changed the game for working with clients. Wind for now, me too. I'm a shadow work coach, so I really love it. Yes, shadow work is so freaking powerful. I also love it. All right, this is really helpful to see where you're all at and what's going on here. So there's nothing wrong again with like having that thing that you lead with, but we also want to have the competency and the confidence in all the other ones as well. Let's see. I was folk, I was excited to focus on habits and behavior change, but I learned matter is only 5%, probably not my strength. Okay, got it. Yeah, flame and expression holds me back personally. Yeah, so everyone's like in a completely different space, which I love. And this is part of why the certification is so incredible is because we have students who are proficient in all these different realms and who feel like they, they have a growth edge in other ones. And so people help each other and you tap into the magic and the mastery of each other when you're working with each other in practicums and, you know, the various things that we do in the certification. So really cool. And I know a lot of you who are here live right now are joining us for our next round of the certification. So I am so pumped for you. Okay. So then we have this idea of mastery. And so I saw that a lot of you like myself, love learning, love, love, love learning, and all the braingasms that come along with it. And you could probably take all the courses, read all the books, but that again is just very surface level. So what I realized that I was doing 
not wrong, but that I was missing out on was I was just learning things. And then I was like trying to facilitate them. But that's actually not very in integrity, because I was missing this key process of embodiment. So we have a process for mastery that's the LEFP process. And so this entails learn, embody, facilitate and prosper. So learn is all about cultivating the knowledge, the skills, the tools and capabilities that are needed to deepen your craft and expand what we call your transformation cauldron. So this is where you're learning the theories and you're really getting an understanding of the core principles because that's important, right? We, we want to really be able to wrap our minds around something and understand the structure of something before we then go to facilitate it. But what needs to come next is embodiment. And this is where I was completely missing the boat. So before facilitating the epic modalities that you're learning with clients, you need to fully embody these learnings and experience personal transformation and mastery for yourself. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to learn this. Like, yeah, I understand it. Okay. I'm just going to go facilitate it now. But because I didn't actually practice them myself, I didn't really understand where people could get tripped up or I didn't have a personal um, tie to the tools and the modalities. And so it just was kind of like, you know, not congruent and out of integrity. And when I finally took the time and the energy to really practice what I was learning and to fully embody the tools and utilize them in my own life and my own business, that was the biggest game changer for me. That was really when I realized like, oh, wow. Like now when I go to facilitate it, it's that much more powerful. Now when I go to speak about it online and tell people about my programs, I really feel so fucking confident about it because I know the power of transformation in these tools. And I know how much it's, you know, completely changed my life and my business. So that's really, really important. And then there's facilitate. So once you've experienced the magic of the modalities for yourself, you understand the theory, then it's about learning the most potent and powerful ways to facilitate them with your clients. So uh, having a mental understanding of something is one thing. Have an embodied, having an embodied knowing of it is another thing. Knowing how to facilitate it with clients is completely, <laughs> completely different because your clients are not you. And so we can't actually expect that our clients are going to be carb carbon copies and go through the same process. We don't want that anyway. But the problem is, is so many people that I've seen in certifications, they get stuck with like following the script. This is a huge thing in NLP that it's like, follow the script, follow the script, follow the script. But it's like, well, what happens if this person's dealing with this or if this comes up in the session or if that comes up? We have to be able to also weave in our own unique magic to be able to tap into our intuition, to be able to calibrate to the client when we're facilitating. And so, yes, yes, of course, course, it's important to be able to um, know how to facilitate like the basics of a tool or a technique and really understand the core principles before you like break it and make it your own. But we also need to make it our own. We also need to make it the client's own as well. And so being able to do that is really important. 
And then there's prosper. So this is about monetizing your magic. It's taking these tools and these techniques that you've learned and seeing, okay, well, how am I going to utilize this in my business in my own unique way? How am I going to do this? So I'm creating success on my own terms without ever sacrificing your purpose, your passions, and your priorities in the process. Because again, what I see out there is like, well, there's this one way to do it. Here's the business model that you should have. And like everybody do this and follow my recipe for success. But no, we can't do it that way. And so what we're really passionate about is helping you prosper in alignment with your soul, with your passions, with your priorities and your purpose. Ultimately, let me just see what everyone's saying. Uh huh. Yes, you take the quiz. Taboo will send you so much information. Yes, yes. And so that's why information without integration, without then knowing how to implement it, and then knowing also how to create an impact and an income with it is useless. Sure, it's great because it's exciting and juicy information. But we need to know how to really integrate that within ourselves, how to implement it in the work that we do with clients and how to utilize it to create this big impact and income in the world. All right. So again, here, just want to emphasize that practice and embodiment are really big pieces of this that I see a lot of people skipping. And so this is why there's such an emphasis in the certification too around self-practice, practice with your other classmates inside of the certification, and then in sessions with clients as well. So we are just huge advocates of not like learning it and then going to teach it, but again, doing it with yourself doing it on practicums, which means you're doing it with other students who are also learning because it's always awkward before it's elegant. So it's important that you have a practice ground in order to get out the kinks and to really understand, okay, um, this is what didn't go well this time, but I'm going to try it again inside of another practicum and see how it goes. And then after that, you bring it to the work that you're doing with your clients because some clients might be open to being you know, like the, the test clients with these tools and these techniques. But when I'm paying a coach or someone for their services, like I freaking hope that they've mastered their craft and that what I'm paying for isn't just them like pulling something out of their ass for the first time. So that's why we really create the space for people to practice and really understand how to competently and confidently facilitate these, these skills and these tools first, because it's so important to do that. So I'm curious, do you feel like you're all taking that time to really practice your craft and not just go out into the world and, you know, wield the wand and the magic, but actually like having spells practice, so to speak, to really feel solid in what you're doing? Love the individualization. Choose your own adventures. Absolutely high work with clients. So good. Yes, it's so important. <laughs> it's always awkward for its elegant. What a diamond drop. Yeah, it's so true. It is. And it was, I was so awkward. And I mean, I'm still awkward in my sessions sometimes, but it's definitely more elegant than it used to be. And that comes from practicing your craft. There's no way in getting around that. 
a masterful practitioner commits to their craft and they practice it over and over and over again. Also weaving in new tools and techniques, combining them together. And this is something we're going to talk more about tomorrow, where it's like, how do you create your own unique blend that is distinctly your own, that truly stands out? But it's not about doing the process in the same way that everyone else does. It's really about being able to fuse these things together in a very unique way. Do, do, do. I feel, I feel lovingly called out right now. I take that time. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, I'm intrigued. What does that look like? Don't know what you're referring to let me know i feel like i'm almost paralyzed by my need for perfection as a perfectionist practice seems so scary so i love that there is room within the course to do so yeah oh my gosh totally and this is where i should go into this a little bit more this is where i got the most tripped up because i didn't have that practice ground the only people i could practice on were either you know clients who were willing to to pay for the sessions or people who are wanting to do free sessions with me um, but still, it, I didn't know what I was doing. And so that's why, again, there's that first step of learning it, understanding the concepts and the principles, then embodying it and trying it on for yourself and really having that embodied experience and then actually facilitating it with real people. So the other students inside of the certification. And then also, so there's three people in the practicum. So there's the practitioner, the client and the observer. And so what this allows is it allows you to approach something from those three different angles. So as a practitioner, you get to like, actually like try it out, see how it goes when you're following the script or when you're, you know, pulling some ideas from your intuition. Um, we always have those scripts and we always have those tips. So for newbie coaches or people who are like, ah, oh, I don't know how the hell to do this there's a very solid structure for you to start out with and lean into if that feels supportive for you. And there's also tips and tricks on how to completely make it your own if that feels good for you too. So we can take the training wheels off along the way. But then as the client, you're also able to see what it's like to experience the facilitation of that technique or that tool and think like, oh, well, they did it that way. Like, maybe I could try that next time. Or like, that doesn't really resonate with me. So like, I'm not going to do that. Um, but it allows you to have a whole different experience. And also people leave these practicums feeling like, holy shit, <laughs> I just received this incredible coaching for free and I'm shifting so much. So even when people are practicing, they're still getting so much out of it. And then the observer is there to really just like kind of take in the scene to be able to like look at the various approaches to really witness what's happening, to give suggestions and feedback. We have like entire like rubrics and not to be like grading like this, you, you did terrible, but it's more of a support system to show people like, okay, here's where you did really well. Here are some things that you could consider next time. And like overall, like, you know, great job. Um, but having these various elements and aspects of it really allows you to have this multidimensional experience and that dynamic experience of the tools and the techniques before you go into your facilitation sessions. Let's see. Specifically, I feel the need to be a master before I take any steps in a business model. Molly, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because 
sometimes like we feel like, and I get it because I'm also this recovering perfectionist and wanted to get it right. I also really struggled with being bad at things. Like I'm like, I want to go out there and I want to shine from the start. And so if something was awkward, if it didn't go smoothly, like there would be a lot of that, like self negative self-talk. And so I realized though, that there's no way I'm going to be able to get to this this place of mastery, if I'm not first willing to be that apprentice, if I'm not first willing to make those mistakes in a safe place and in a safe environment where everyone else is going through it too. And what's so unique about this is we do have people who are masterful coaches in the certification who have been in the coaching world for a decade or more and have taken so many certifications and, you know, have so many tools in their transformation cauldron. And then also people who are complete newbies, but people for the most part are very new to the taboo techniques and tools. And so we're all approaching it from like the fool's mind or the beginner's mind. And even newbie coaches bring so much to the experience. And so I think that it's very ignorant and silly for people to be like, oh, they're a new coach. I don't want to be paired with them because honestly, the new coaches like bring a whole new perspective and a whole new way of doing things. So it's a really cool dynamic. Mm -mm -mm. All right, let's see. This is one of the aspects that really sold me on the certification. I can see how confidence and technique can grow. Yes, totally. Molly says, I consider myself multidimensional and want to offer unique service, but I want to know almost everything about all the things before I launch. Ooh, okay, I got it. Where I already have qualifications and could launch. Yes. Okay. So it's like one of those things like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? And I think that they both happen in tandem, which is why we also support students in tandem with their business and being able to be a prosperous practitioner, a sold out practitioner in the process as well. So it's taking what you're learning, but also being able to apply it immediately. So you know, you're doing it in a way that's in integrity and you're also able to get results and start putting it out into the world immediately. So there's a lot of support with how to create and launch and uh, be able to attract clients from the start, even as a newbie. I absolutely love this model and everyone I've talked to in this program and certification school is so kind, genuine, authentic, and amazing. We do truly attract the most incredible humans ever. Like it is just such an honor to be in the co-creation process with our students because I learned so much from them too. And it's, yeah, the TGs that we have, which are our transformation guides where you'll meet two of them on Thursday's call. Um, they're just so powerful and potent as well. And so you're going to get to see on day three, all of this in action. So today is like a very conceptual kind of viewpoint of things. Tomorrow we start to get into a little bit more of like, the how does this apply to you? Starting to make it real for yourself. And then on day three, we're gonna go into a really experiential journey for you. And, and you'll be able to like get, get in behind the scenes of the castle door, so to speak. I don't wanna involve the business too much, especially in the beginning. So yeah, it's, everyone's going to be very different in their process of business and how quickly they're evolving or shifting or changing things. Um, but like I said, there's really no one way, there's no model. And sometimes we need to shift and recalibrate and adjust to find that true North and be guided. So pumped for the rest of the series. Yes, me too. Okay. The one last thing that I want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about it briefly 
is the core transformation skills. So inside of the certification, there's seven different courses that you take in this, you know, certification path. One of the courses is called Transformational Practitioner Essentials. And inside of this, we talk a lot about core transformation tools or CTSs, and then how to master them as a practitioner. So each of the realms of magic and mastery, they have their own like overarching core transformation skill. And then each taboo type has its own as well. So just as a reminder for people who aren't as familiar with this language, there's a four realms. And then inside of each realm, there are three archetypal energies or taboo types that exist. So we're not going to be going into like all this nitty gritty today, but I want to kind of give you an overview. So in total, there's like those four overarching uh, core transformation skills. And then there are core transformation skills for each of the taboo types. And when we weave these together, we are able to create this journey that we guide clients through. So there's a step-by-step process, but these can also be used one-off and on their own. It's basically like to help people who want to have a structure to their sessions, how to guide a client through exactly the process. And also there's a way to really personalize the path and guide your clients in a totally unique and customized way. So I know I'm being a little bit vague right now, but there's so much to explain inside of this, which we don't have time to do today because it's like, you know, a couple hours of teachings and trainings around this. But what I want to talk about is an overview of each one. So there is wind and chaos and the core transformation skill of wind and chaos is awareness. Then underneath this category of awareness, there are three taboo types and then there's are their corresponding uh, core transformation skills. So the innovator's core transformation skill is curiosity. The muse is envisioning and the seeker is investigation. Then we have flame and expression and the core transformation skill of this realm is activation. And then we have the three taboo types in their core transformation skills. So the provocateur is dismantling. The alchemist is distillation. The centralist is embodiment. Then in mist and depths, the core transformation skill is alignment. And then the corresponding taboo types and their CTSs are the oracle, its core transformation skills, intuition, the phoenix is resilience. The healer is empathy. And then finally, there's matter and knowing. And the core transformation skill here is actualization. And so for the taboo types, the sage's core transformation skill is mastery. The sovereign is self-agency. And the guide is trust. So with all of these, I'll say them all again. So there's curiosity, envisioning, investigation, dismantling, distillation, embodiment, intuition, resilience, empathy, mastery, self-agency, and trust. Those are kind of broad words. You can probably get a gist of what they mean, but inside of the certification, we go deeper into the skill set that comes with each of these and the tools that you can use and how to actually weave them into a client session. So distillation. What do I mean by distillation? That's a great question. So without going too deeply into it, distillation is basically the extraction of the essential meaning or the most important aspects of something. So 
it's a very alchemy type of term. And we go into what all that means and what's entailed in that portion of a session or that kind of tool and skill set inside of the program. As a Jungian archetypal coach slash counselor, I love with this so much. Yeah, there's, I know that I'm like throwing like a lot out there. I know it's a little bit of a tease, but I promise (laughs) there's some really good stuff inside of this. So to kind of just go over the broader ones. So wind and chaos is awareness, flame and expression is activation, mist and depths is alignment, and then matter and knowing is actualization. This is sort of like the structure of the coaching session that we guide people through. It looks so different in each session, depending on whether it's a 30 minute session, a 90 minute session, a three hour session, a VIP day or whatever it is. But this is the general structure to the way that you're creating something. So with winning chaos, we start with awareness. So what's this all about and why is this so important? Well, without awareness, we are unable to witness what's actually taking place. So before any of like the deeper dive transformation work can happen in a session or in a container with a client, it's really important that we're helping the client and ourselves as a practitioner become aware of what currently is. So what is the current reality of the client? Why is it not working for them? What's kind of going on there? What like what's taking place? So really kind of getting into reality about what's going on. Also creating awareness of where does the client want to go instead? What's the big vision and what are the possibilities that become available when they're able to tap into this big vision and live into this big vision? And then what's the gap between the here and the there? And awareness is also really all about uh, powerful questioning, active listening, we're probing and gathering information so we can see where the client wants to go and what it's going to require. So this includes what it's going to require from them and what their um, personal resources are or what personal resources they need to bring to the table and also what it's going to require from you as the practitioner to guide them on this journey. So we're really creating the awareness of where we are, where we're going, what we currently have in the toolbox and in our personal resource kit um, as a practitioner, and then also for the client too. So it's kind of setting the scene for the journey. Like, what should we pack? Like, what's the path we're going to take? Where are we going to go? That's kind of the awareness stage. Let's see. I cannot wait to start school. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is now I want to sign up a second time with all the excitement. Yes, I love it. What if we just want to learn more about our own type, not teach or coach others? Yeah. I mean, honestly, we have people who go through the certification who just want to have their own personal experience and journey, and they have no interest in coaching other people and the stuff that they want to have the transformation themselves. So that's totally cool too. You don't have to be certified. Um, If you have more questions, definitely reach out to me and I can answer them, but People take the certification for so many different reasons. So I'm happy to go deeper into that. Okay, then we have flame and expression and the core transformation skill here is activation. So once we've created awareness of where we are, where we're going and all that, now activation is about like starting to get things going and moving and grooving. And with this essence of flame and expression, it's about illuminating the truth of what's really going on. 
So this means supporting the client to look at the shadow aspects of themselves. So the things that they've been like suppressing, shaming and shunning and trying to like shove away, hide in the darkness, we're shining the light on those things. And we're looking at the masks and the layers that they wear in order to create a certain image or a certain identity. And ultimately we're supporting them in releasing any disempowering conditioning and facades to get to the core of who they are. During this part of the session or during this part of the journey, we're also working with our client to begin to activate the most aligned version of themselves. So the version of themselves that is tapped into their deepest desires, their truths, their unapologetic ex uh, expression. So there's a lot of self-exploration that's being done here, a lot of identity work, um, a lot of just like examining our truths. And when I say our truths, like the truth of our clients and what's, what's true for them. So once they have activated their truth, once they are seeing what their true self looks like and they're starting to embody it, then we move into the next phase, which is alignment. So mist and depths is all about alignment here. So alignment is about making sure that everything from this point forwards feels in the highest level of integrity and soul attunement. So to get into alignment, like sometimes it might not be comfortable. This is just coming to my head right now. This is like a weird metaphor, but like it's kind of thinking about if you have a broken or if your shoulder gets like out of place or out of the socket, it doesn't feel good. But to get back into alignment, it's like you got to like pop it back in. And like sometimes it doesn't feel great, but the result is going to be good. So in this mist and depths place, there can be like this murkiness, this darkness that's kind of continuing to go on. And so there's this level of resilience that's needed. So we have to kind of surrender and trust the process um, and be available to know that even if something feels off, we're not broken. The client is not weak. So we're reminding them that ultimately the universe, God, source, et cetera, whatever it is that they believe in has their back. They're not alone in this. And this is really about helping them realize like that you get to rise from the ashes. You get to create something totally new um, that came from the burning down and the flame and the expression realm. So there's this level of deep surrender of vulnerability and trust that's needed in this space. And in order to do this as practitioners, we have to be able to cultivate and hold really safe and loving space. So our clients feel comfortable going there to do the deeper work. If they don't, then it's just going to stay on the surface. So in order to um, make sure this happens, we really have to have a high level of emotional intelligence. We have to have co-regulation skills. We have to know how to um, really be empathetic and hold space for what is. And so in order to reach this true state of alignment, like I said, sometimes you have to go through some shit. And so we're in this part of the session or this part of the journey, we're using tools, techniques, and practices to help our clients move through what's coming up and wade through the deep waters to come into this ultimate place of alignment. So then finally we have matter and knowing, which is all about actualization. 
So actualization is about supporting the client with making their dreams and their desires real and tangible form. Another important aspect of actualization is bringing um, form and physical substance to something. So this is, there's a lot of elements of this, but one that's kind of coming through right now is, is around structure. So structure is a really important thing to have in order to actualize material things. So as a practitioner, it's important that you're weaving in your own proprietary frameworks, your methods and your processes into the work that you do. And structure could be a rigid thing. It could be a confining thing, or it could also be a really like holding supportive thing. And ultimately that's what we're looking for. We're looking to create structure that's going to support you and your clients. So you can rest in it, but it can also shift and grow and expand as needed. So ultimately we want to make sure that we're creating structures and systems and methods that are proven, but not just proven for you and your unique way of doing things, but proven in a way that can be personalized and potent for the person in front of you. So that's like a part of actualization. Um, but another important piece of this as well is really being able to um, get to this place of like, this is who I am. So by the end of the session, the client is like, I know who I am. I'm in my personal sovereignty. I feel this level of self-agency. I know I have the power to go out and be in the world to see my impact through. Um, here's what I'm available for. Here's what I'm no longer available for. Uh, you know, this is what I'm ready to put into place. And then ultimately come to this place of deep trust and know that they don't need you as the practitioner anymore. So you're getting the client to a place where there's also this level of self-agency, self-actualization, self-trust, self-sorcery. So they have everything they need in order to not only just get the results, but maintain the results and continue to get results beyond the container of working with you. There's a lot more that's included inside of this, but that is a basic overview of what's going on here and something to take into consideration when you're working with clients and guiding them through a process. Let's see. Um, funny you should say about not being weak. I free write mantras to use on what dark thoughts swirl. And my mantra this morning is I'm not weak. I may have been weakened by experiences, but I get stronger with each breath, each day, each smile. I love that. That's beautiful. And I love how you transitioned from saying like, I am not weak, but then you ultimately got to like, I get stronger with each breath, each day, each smile, because ultimately we also want to say things the way that we want them. So when we have a mantra, that's like, I'm not weak. I'm not weak. I'm not weak. We're kind of still focusing on the weak instead of the, I am strong or I'm getting stronger with every breath. It's like, if I were to say, don't think of the golden sparkly unicorn, don't do it. Don't think of the golden sparkly unicorn. What happens? You probably create a picture in your head of a golden sparkly unicorn, right? Can't help it. So we wanna say things how we want them. And so if we want to feel strong and empowered, say it how we want it. But you kind of did something called like belief bridging in a way where you started with where you're at and then you're getting to where you wanna be, which is really powerful.
The brain doesn't know not or the negative. Exactly. Can't process negations. So this is a, this is a whole other thing to go into. I won't go down that rabbit hole, but think about that and notice where you're saying things the way that you don't want them. So for example, my husband, he'll be like, don't forget to do this. And I'm like, wait, tell me to remember, like, remember to do this, remember to do that, like say it how you want it, because that's going to create an internal representation of the thing. Unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. (laughs) I love it. All right. Any questions, thoughts, feelings from today? Today was very like high level, a little bit informational, maybe a lot of informational. Tomorrow we start to go deeper into the embodying, personalizing this, making it your own. And then day three, it gets really experiential. Also, if you want to be the person in the magic seat on day three, this is what you got to do. Email magic at Lex, oops, <laughs> email magic at lexydangelo.com and let us know what your coaching request is. So where are you currently getting stuck? What's something that you would love to move through, shift, experience, etc.? Because we're going to be taking, I think, three people on Wednesday's call. Wednesday's call is probably going to be about two hours long. It's going to be longer. It's also on Zoom. So come ready to hang out and be with all of us like in that close, as close as possible to a live personal experience. Um, and we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing magic seats then where you can get coached by myself, Vicky and uh, Chrissy. Let's see. What do you do when you don't interest anyone? Can you explain that? Expand on that? Let me know what you mean by that. What do you do when you don't interest anyone? I'm not sure what that means, (laughs) but let me know. So again, tomorrow, same time, 2 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow's will probably be an hour, maybe 90 minutes max. And then Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, it will probably be closer to two hours. Can you write out the archetypes and their activations? Um, Yes, I actually can copy and paste them. Here you go. The formatting looks a little bit weird, but hopefully you get the gist of it. Being powerful coach, but no client, no engagement, no readings. Ah, got it. So there can, there's a lot that could be going on here, right? This would actually be great if you wanted to uh, put your name in for one of the magic seats, but there could be so many different things that are happening here. There could be an incongruency with your identity and your belief system. There could be a way in which you are um, languaging things or sharing things that's not landing. There could be like some visibility blocks that are happening. There's a bunch of different things that could be taking place. So I don't want to be like, oh, it's this one thing. There's a lot that is also hidden that we can 
uncover and work through when we do this kind of work. So just know that if you're like feeling stuck and like, ah, what's going on? You are absolutely not alone in feeling that. So many people feel this way and you can absolutely get to a place where you both feel powerful as fuck and you're also attracting the clients that you want to be attracting. You have a lovely energy. I'm very happy to have joined today. The information you share is incredible for me to gain awareness of how I can apply what I already know successfully. So thank you, Cami, for tomorrow. Amazing. I love it. I have the same issue as the person we're talking about now. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very common issue. And there's this aspect of being like a, a hidden secret, right? Like, I don't want to be the best or I guess the least known secret or a, what's it called? I'm forgetting the term right now. I'm going to blame it on pregnancy brain, a well-kept secret or whatever it is. You want to be known. You want people to shout about you from the rooftops. And there's a lot of different ways that you can go about doing that and attracting your clients. But what I would say now is what I'm going to give you could be a surface level strategy when there's actually something deeper going on. So that's why like, you know, these live streams are great they're informational. We can talk high level strategy, but we're not getting very like pointed and personal with what's happening, which is what a deeper dive container, like a certification or one-on-one coaching, or, you know, doing the internal work yourself is going to help you be able to do. 51% matter knowing now I recognize what I need to shift towards. Thank you. I love that. So should our offerings include all four realms? They don't have to, no, they don't have to you could offer something from just one realm, so to speak, but know that like you could lead with that, but at least you're then equipped to handle things if they come up. If you want to offer all four realms, hey, go for it. That's amazing. Um, there's also a way to weave in all four realms, even if your work is focused around like one specific one. So for example, there are a lot of people who uh, have been certified in NLP that we attract into our school. And so while NLP is a very um, wind and chaos type of tool or modality, you can approach NLP in a way that also weaves in mist and depths, that also weaves in flame and expression, that also weaves in matter and knowing. So there's a way to take a windy tool and apply the other realms to it as well. And this is like what I love so much too. It's really taking the core essences of the things that we're learning and not just regurgitating them and having like the same old thing out in the universe and out in the world, but really making them our own for ourselves, but also calibrating it to the client. Strangely, my Thrive Coaching experience includes parts of all four realms. I didn't even know this stuff before. I love that. That's awesome. Really cool. All right. I so appreciate all of you and your time. Thank you for hanging out with me. I'm loving the engagement. I'm loving all the comments. Each day is truly going to get even better and more personalized and juicy. So hang out with us tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern back here in the Facebook group on Facebook Live. And then on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, we're going on Zoom. So you will get the Zoom link. Make sure that you are signed up for this. Let me, let me just make sure that I can share the link with you in the comments, because if you aren't signed up, you won't be able to get the link to join us live on Wednesday. 
Just need to launch it now. Amazing. Thank you for all the hearts. I'm sending so much love your way. And one last thing before I go, I would love to hear in the comments, whether you're watching the replay or you're here live, what's one thing you're taking away from today? And you can do one of these things or all of them, but what's something that you're now committed to learning more, embodying further, being able to facilitate in a new way, or being able to use to prosper? Or you can look at all of them. So what's that? What are you going to do to make this real? How are you going to not just let this be information that just sits there and gives the brain gasms, but doesn't really manifest into anything? So what's one thing that you are either ready to learn more about, that you're ready to embody and really integrate on a whole new level that you're going to put into practice when it comes to facilitation or that you're ready to do in order to prosper in a soul aligned way or all the above? Let me know in the comments. I was just thinking the same thing. Didn't know this prior to Lexi and Taboo, but it turns out I'm already doing a lot of this naturally, but the structure is putting it in a much more comprehensive and understandable model. I love that you said that because so much of what we do can be unconscious and that's great, but there's something masterful when we can take the unconscious and consciously choose to use it. When we can use it with intentionality, that is where the real magic happens. So you could unconsciously be doing a lot of these things, but when we really have that conscious awareness and that intention, and we're putting that energy towards something in a really aligned, intentional way, whew, that is gold. Okay. I'm going to look forward to your answers to how you're going to make these real in the comments. I'm going to end it now. So I'm not just, you know, lingering on here. But there were a lot of you live here and I want to make sure that this is not just going to sit there, that this is going to be something that's integrated. So let me know how you're going to do that. Okay, I'm seeing a couple things come through right now. I'll read those quickly. I need to implement more of what I know and fully allow myself to experience and show it. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. The one thing I'm taking away will be in the area of facilitating, taking the things I know already and putting my hippie geek witchy spin on it and then prospering amazing awesome keep the comments coming and if you have any questions about any of this pop them in the comments as well and i will get to them um in a little bit all right so great hanging out with you i will see you for day two and day three happening at the same time 2 p.m eastern have an amazing rest of your day bye everybody Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed recording this for you. And it would just mean the absolute world to me if you could go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, oh my gosh, you'd be the best ever if you could leave a review saying what you love most about this show. And of course, feel free to share this with your biz besties, your mom, your dog, anyone who you think would benefit from popping their earbuds in and taking a little listen. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you want to come and hang out with me on the interwebs, do some stalking, do some creeping, then you can find me at Lexi D'Angelo on Instagram, L-E-X-I-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. And also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash the Lexi D'Angelo. 
Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.